Hi, Chris. Hello, Jess. Welcome back to all listeners listening today. <laughs>、um, yeah, you've got Chris and Jess here. Welcome to the Food for Thoughts podcast.、Um, our snack for today、um, is something that was recommended to us by like, a guest we had on our show a little while back. If you guys、um, want to check out the episode, What did we have Johnny talk about? What would Jesus cancel? Yes, yes. Okay, so Johnny's from Ireland and he was talking to us about、um, this snack that we had to try, and they're called Tato Crisps. And Chris, you've had some version of this in your life before. I have no idea what this is, but、um, they're cheese and onion chips.、Yeah. Well, the same way that you Quebecers have your weird all dress flavor. It, it is weird, I agree. <laughs>、uh, so, this is a particular.、Uh, I guess Irish, British, whatever、uh, flavor of chips called cheese and onion. Yeah, yeah, I've had cheese and onion chips before, but I've never had this brand.、Okay. And I think one of the things about the Irish、uh, is that they have almost a rivalry between two brands. Taylor's、oh. is one of them. I don't know the, the other o h yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, so I was like going crazy looking online for this stuff. There's Tato and there's this other brand of like chips. Anyways,、yeah. I went with Tato. I tried, I think it was the most famous one. So, so I've never had this brand, and so I'm curious to, to try this brand. Okay, so cheese and onion crisps. They're not chips, they're crisps. <laughs> I have trouble saying it. I say chips. Okay,、yeah. here we go. Mmm, very good. Oh my gosh. The onion is good. Yep. Oh、really、my goodness. It's a strong onion flavor. And cheese flavor. I love it. Ooh. Yeah, these are not bad at all. Yeah. The closest I could think to them is like sour cream and onion. Mm mm. But this is better. I wouldn't be having a good time if I was having sour cream and onion. This is really good, Johnny. <laughs> Thank you, Ireland, for like inventing cool stuff. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> mmm. Okay. Thank so, you, Johnny. This snack is a success.、Um, to everyone listening in Canada, though, they're really hard to get. It took like weeks for them to come. So. <laughs> yeah, last time we spoke about them, we thought that they were actually some kind of.、Uh, they were banned. That's another thing. Yeah, they were. I, there was like this article on Google about how they're not fit for human consumption <laughs> according to Canadian health laws. But here we are. Maybe they were banned or something, and now they're not. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I did. I don't know. <laughs> we got them mailed into us. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> maybe they're contraband. Oh, maybe they are. Maybe we, we got illegal goods right now. <laughs> <laughs> At least they're tasty. It was worth、yeah. it. Okay. So, our topic for today, Chris, is. You know what? You actually came up with this, and then I was thinking about it, and I was like, no, I want to tackle this one.、Um, you were saying, if your opinion can fit on a sign, think harder. Yeah. And I think what we're thinking about here is like, we're at a cultural moment or a moment in history where, I mean, one of the good things about where we're at in history is that it's easy for us in a certain way, like with social media and just like with the laws that we have here in North America. It's very easy to have our voices heard, it's very easy、mm-hmm. for us to protest.、Um, A lot of people do consider themselves free to express their opinions,、um, which is good because that's not the case everywhere in the world.、Um, but it's just when you, when you actually sit down and read what people put up on their signs and when people are protesting, sometimes they're like, Yeah, I'm not sure about your opinion. And it's just、yeah. sometimes people's opinion on、like、a really charged issue is very simplistic sometimes. And so、sure. if your opinion can fit on the sign, think harder. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. I don't. Uh, I never consider, I don't consider myself very political,、uh, and often because I see the polarized side as both being equally unhelpful、mm. on a lot of issues.、Mm-hmm. 
the truth historically always lies somewhere in the middle. Right. Um, and obviously there are some issues in which, no, there's something that's categorically wrong or categorically right. But even in how we approach implementing these changes and how we approach dealing with uh, and finding solutions to certain problems uh, needs nuance. It mm. needs to listen uh, more than to speak. Yeah. And, and I think that's where it just goes too far for me. Mm. And so this idea of like being so sure of yourself in so many issues which actually are very complex yeah I think it, it, it's just it doesn't it's not going to lead to anything good. it's not helpful yeah. yeah yeah and I think another thing that's very apparent about our culture right now is like yeah we are very sure of ourselves I think especially mm. my generation our whole thing is that like well I can I can be sure of myself and I can put myself as the authority for truth as long as my truth doesn't go out and hurt anyone and it's like yeah. okay there's some there, there is something valid to that but um, another thing I think we need to consider is that, like, okay, so we all want to establish ourselves as our 30 for truth. Um, but then again, like, what if life isn't about me saying, oh, I'm going to believe this as long as it doesn't hurt anyone? What if there's more to life than that? What if life isn't about, oh, I'm not going to harm people, but it's not only am I not going to harm people, but I'm going to go out of my way to serve people and to love people and to be kind and to be compassionate. And that's not something crazy either. Like, that's definitely not something that only Christians believe. You know, like I was listening to a talk about, like, um, some things that atheists say about Christians. And like, yeah, I think sometimes as Christians, um, we forget that there's many other religions in the world and many atheists or just like many people just from many walks of life who are like, yeah, the 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 way you live a successful life is not just, oh, I'm not going to harm people, but I will do good to people. Mm -hmm. I will put the needs of my fellow human being like ahead of me. Um, so the rule. Yeah, exactly. Um, we can all agree to that. Um, despite what religion or what frame of reference we're coming from. But just for me personally, if I look at like the different models of people who do that, I think that the person who best showed us how to love and how to um, be self-sacrificial is Christ. Like if he's a real historical figure, then the best example we have of sacrificial love is his example. You know, he loved us enough to give his life for us. Um, so, and then that's, that's where we go back to the whole opinion thing is because okay, we all agree that we, we want to invest our lives into something deeper than just our opinions. You know, we want to do good to others. And if Jesus is going to be the one who tells us how to do that, that it's not just my opinion that's valid anymore. I really have to look at what his opinion is on these different issues. Um, does that make sense so far? <laughs> yeah, but I guess my question would be, how do you, like what kind of process do you need to go through to get to the point that you're willing to listen? Ooh. I think it's, um, it's a process called listening and it's very hard <laughs> and it's very inconvenient, but it's like, yeah, to come to a place where you're like, hey, maybe I'm not absolutely right about everything. Hmm. You just need to, you just, I, actually, even before you listen, you need to have an accurate view of yourself. You yeah. need to just accurately say, okay, I'm Jess, um, I was raised in this background and I have these ideas and I have these likes and dislikes, but 
accurately speak, like honestly speaking, I don't have all the answers because I'm just a, one human being, like coming from this frame of reference, you know. Yeah. And so once I have this accurate view of myself, okay, well, what do I do next? Well, I can listen to people coming from another point of reference, and like I said, like I can listen to the one who I believe is above it all, which is Christ, you know. So to come to that point, I think it's important to have a good. Understanding of who you are as a person, and actually, that's one thing. If I can be biased again, that's one thing I do like about Christianity because there are a, a lot of other worldviews that say, "Hey, human beings, like, you know, we're actually all good, and it's just once you put us in certain contexts that we do bad things." But I'm like, dude, have you spent a day <laughs> like looking at world history? Like, we're actually so bad, and I'm glad that like Christianity gives us a real portrayal of who we are. Like, we are these bad people that our first our first instinct is to not listen our first instinct is to be afraid our first instinct is to shut down the opinions of people once we don't agree with them it almost sounds like we need to be wary of that self-assuredness that characterizes so much of like um i guess the the world society today (laughs) is that that sense of like i am i am in charge of my life i know what i like i'm going to follow my own dream um, yeah, I'm not going to listen to nobody. That kind of rhetoric is quite common and, and kind of almost like uh, held up as a virtue today to be like t- totally independent. Yeah. And uh, I think that it sounds like that's the very thing we need to be weary of. Exactly. Well, it's what you were saying before, like with the two extremes. Like on the one hand, I'm thankful that, you know, I can be an independent human being because like, you know, we don't want to enslave people left and right and be like you are not independent like we don't want to go to that extreme but the extreme we're at now that like you are independent and you definitely have all the answers and you should just do whatever you want to do that's yeah. another extreme that i think is harmful to us ultimately have you heard the phenomenon of the death of the expert oh yeah yeah, yeah. talk about that it's one. basically <laughs> this uh, growing idea that people uh are not listening to those who are actually qualified in the field anymore. Mm. They're giving less and less weight to people, to things like peer-reviewed studies and uh, very highly educated opinions. If they differ from my opinion, they just get shut down. Mm -hmm. People think, well, I don't care. Like, I don't care what your opinion is. I don't care if you have all of this uh, learning behind you and all this knowledge behind you. I don't like what you're saying, and so I'm not going to listen to it. And, And they'll elevate their truth to say, this is what I believe is true, and that's as valid as what you're saying. Even though you have no experience, you have no qualifications, if, if your opinion is your opinion, then, then that's yours and this is mine, and that's all that we need to go on. And it's interesting because in a, a society that for a long time was becoming more and more scientific, mm. looking more and more for science mm. to give us the answers, now it's actually becoming less, in, mm-hmm. in some alarming ways, less scientific to be like, well, no, now we don't even listen to what the science has to say, exactly. or we don't, even have to, we don't even wait for the science to catch up mm-hmm. to what we're saying, because mm-hmm. we, we ignore the need of any of that, and we just go on our own kind of gut feeling, intuition, and, and our sense of morality and rightness. That's, um, that's really scary to me, <laughs> to be honest, because yeah. like, yeah, they're... And it's true, like, once again, um, science is something that I think we should value, you know, we should value things that we have evidence for. We should almost in a way um, put weight when someone can prove that, you know, there's this constant in the universe that can affect your life. Like, I think that's that's important. Um, I think that can save us from a lot of harm. But when we're like, no, like, I'm not even going to listen to these constants in the universe because my opinion happens to be above the universe. Like, that could be really dangerous. Absolutely. 
If I can think of like a random example, let's say I have like, oh, this happened all the time in high school for some reason. Like I knew a lot of kids, like we had a, a very like athletic program or whatever. And a lot of kids had concussions, which is like mm -hmm. a concussion is like a really serious thing. Deal, yeah. But it sucks because it's like, well, now I can't do sports anymore for like X number of weeks. But imagine if a kid is like, now I'm going to go against what the science says and I'm going to keep playing. Like you could do that, but it's so dangerous and it yeah. could affect you really badly on the long term. So, yeah. yeah. So I guess to have a very um, un, unfiltered opinion hmm. seems to be giving into some some kind of very human but very flawed desires within us yeah. that need to be reined in and kept in check by other kinds of parameters and other kinds of uh, just introspective kind of realizations. Yeah, exactly. And so you're saying that one of the best kind of introspective revelations you can have is to have that idea of like, who am I really? Yeah. And what are my limitations here? What do I need to be weary of within myself? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then once we come to that point, hopefully we, we then accept the need to listen, mm -hmm. the need to be weary of any kind of... Uh, instinct to just immediately react to things, exactly. immediately form opinions on things, exactly. but it, to, to kind of slow down the pace. One thing that helped me is just to realize how wrong I've been in the past, <laughs> to own your, own your mistakes exactly. and exactly. to let those mistakes teach you the need to listen. Mm -hmm. uh, when I think about like, even, even when I was a, from being a teenager to my early twenties, things that I would like earnestly pray for that I'm so glad I didn't get. Ooh, that's, okay. I can't wait to be that age, Chris, where I'm like, nope, all the things. I'm not calling you old, I'm just saying, like. <laughs> you have some, Jess. I know. You just don't know them yet, but they're there. I know they're there. But even yeah. opinions you had when you were a teenager that exactly. you don't hold on to anymore because you, you realize, oh no, that was wrong. Oh, there's a lot, oh man, I was actually thinking, like, on my way here, it's like, yeah, I have a lot of exa personal examples of how, like, I was about to make a decision and I thought it was the best decision for me and I had parents who were smart enough to be like, ha, that's not going to happen and I'm yeah. so glad they did that. Yeah? Yeah, exactly. Going through uh, university for me was this great process of deconstruction mm. for me because I went in there with a lot of opinions. Mm -hmm. Like I know, what I, I know what's right and wrong about these things. And then the, the, I think it's a saying, it's like the more you understand, the less you know. Yeah, yeah. Because you start reading and, and developing your appreciation for differing points of view. Uh, you start to realize things that you never knew were there at mm -hmm. all and how they start to shape you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I went out of university f with far less opinions, but with a far better grasp of how to really understand an issue. Yeah and how to kind of construct my opinions in a much more mature sense, a much more, uh, a slower process where I'm listening to a lot more people and I'm just coming under the authority of God when I just don't understand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, where I, where I just see there's a big gap between me and God. And exactly. I'm like, I don't get it, but I'm going to continue to trust you yeah, on this. Yeah. You're saying like coming under the authority of God um, and that's like the most annoying part of this podcast because like that's it's so inconvenient to put yourself under the authority of someone and trust them. Mm. Um, I listened to a sermon not too long ago by Tim Mackey. He's like one of the Bible Project people. 
And he said this phrase, and I'm like, man, that's the summary of my life. And he says, there's something about following Jesus that's perpetually inconvenient. And I'm like, yes, pastor. <laughs> um, there's something about putting your, there's something about having an accurate view of yourself and listening to people and realizing in some situations that you're wrong. And because I'm wrong, I'm going to listen to someone else. It's so inconvenient because that goes against our human nature to be like, well, I'm right all the time, you know, like it's. You have to swallow your pride. Um, there's there's this other saying that goes like, surrender is a bitter pill to swallow. Like yeah. surrendering and admitting that, hey, I need to deconstruct these issues. I need to listen and I need to come under God's authority. Like that's a bitter pill to swallow. Um, one thing that encourages me though is that when we when we choose to do that, you know, Christ can relate in a sense to how difficult that is. Um, I'm thinking about like Philippians. I'm um, in chapter two. Paul is talking to his friend, and he's like, "Have this in Philippians chapter two. Where is this? This is verse five. And he says, "Have this mind. Have this mind amongst yourself, which is yours in Christ Jesus." Okay, what did Christ Jesus do? Who, though he was in the form of God did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And like, there's a whole like context to like what that verse actually means. But like, I think in its simplest form, it means that Jesus was God. Um, he was the one calling the, sh Jesus is God, I'm sorry. <laughs> and like, he was the one calling the shots. But then being fully God, he also chose to become fully man and to have limitations and to swallow the bitter pills that we have to swallow every day and to become a servant. And like sometimes you read things in the Bible and you just freak out and you're like, no, I don't want to be a servant. Like imagine me who doesn't want to be a servant. All the more reason why like it would be difficult for Christ, like the one who is God, to empty himself of that and become human and become a servant on top of that. Like that's crazy and that must have been painful you know like i'm sure that wasn't um something that was always convenient um mm -hmm. and so yeah when we when we choose to go through that deconstruction process we find it hard but thankfully we serve someone who like can relate to how difficult that is yeah mm -hmm. not only would it be the right approach to living i think it's even probably the right approach to achieving whatever goal you have Mm. When you think about what it's going to take to accomplish whatever you think needs to be accomplished in this world, mm -hmm. to do so with like forcefully and with a sense of uh, a sort of a, a stubborn refusal to to ever really listen or or change or bend, it's probably not going to accomplish very much. Or any change is probably not going to last very long. Mm. If you don't have that sense of coming alongside another person trying to truly listen to what their grievances are, understanding their perspective and seeking to uh, really change change their lives, change your perspective in light of their lives. Uh, and that's servant-heartedness. Yeah. I mean, that's really... Uh, what we have at the core of Christianity is a God who dies for his enemies. Yeah. You know, one yeah. who, who gave himself entirely for his enemies. That's at the very heart of our faith. Mm -hmm. And so we need to follow suit as Christians and be willing to give ourselves over to our, our enemies, really, mm. to, to love them in a way that would would uh, really befit the name that we've been given, which is Christian, yeah. you know, Christ yeah. followers. Exactly, exactly. That takes nuance. Yeah, exactly. And, like, you're talking about the need for that, and, like, one question that comes up is, 
do we need more people, just to bring this full circle, like, do we need more people holding up signs or do we need more people who are servant-hearted yeah. and who are learning um, to love their enemies? So, yeah, that's a question I think we can kind of end on. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, Jess. Yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure to think about these things. Like I said, like we don't have a concrete example of like this issue, but it's just like the bigger picture is we have all these opinions, but let's take a step back and let's have an accurate view of who we are and our need to submit to Christ. And it was fun to, you know, chat about this over some uh, potato chips. Some chips. <laughs> I've been eating them as we've been talking. Yeah, that's okay. I hope no one could hear that. <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, pleasure uh, to have you guys listening to us. If you have any questions or comments or if you disagree, uh, we welcome that kind of stuff too. Um, there's going to be an email in the show notes uh, wherever you're watching this. And so feel free to reach out. We'd be happy to hear from you guys. Yes, indeed. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Bye.